0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, CFO and Co-Founder at Dr. Multimedia, where for the last 10 years I've been helping practices grow all across the country. We started this podcast so we could dive deeper into the issues around practice growth, from online marketing to the way you run your business. We know doctors are busy people and you don't have a lot of time to study these kinds of topics, so we're hoping this audio podcast makes it really easy to stay up to date with what's going around the country. We'll be interviewing top doctors, successful practice managers, and other experts in the field. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Practice Growth with Pros podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Those of you that might be tuning in live on Facebook, thank you as well. Um, and welcome. Hope you're enjoying the new setup here in season two uh, some new equipment, some new camera angles. Uh, different backdrop. So always trying to improve and get better here. Um, If you haven't heard season one, uh, it's definitely available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think Anchor is a platform that we use as well. So please do check it out. Uh, Over 20 great episodes of all the basics of online marketing, uh, topics from our past, the last 10 years of of growing Dr. Multimedia, Of course, if you're not familiar, Dr. Multimedia is a medical marketing agency for doctors, helping private practices all across the country expand their online presence uh, through websites, social media, reviews, and so much more. Uh, Of course, I am uh, one of the co-founders and current CFO of Dr. Multimedia, and that's where we draw upon for all of this experience. So again, um, welcome to yet another episode. We're really excited that uh, this project made it this far. I think with a lot of things in the modern day version of creating content, uh, you get excited about an idea, you get a team together, you do a couple episodes, or you write a couple blogs, or you make a couple videos, and everything seems great. And then just, you know, life kicks in and you fade away, or you get inconsistent, you miss a couple weeks, turn into a couple months. He lose the momentum Um, and it's natural. I think it's to be expected, you know, in a lot of scenarios. Um, So I think it does mean something in this day and age when you kind of break through those initial moments, Uh, especially I think if you can come back. And the reason why we called it season two instead of just continuing, you know, episode 25 and 26 is to really symbolize that progress and that move forward. Uh, So I'm really proud of uh, the team here. Uh, for sticking with it and pushing everyone, and of course, pushing me to to keep producing content. So if this is your first episode of season two, um, just know that we've got a slightly different theme uh, this go around. You know, we focus a lot more on the basics, the analytics, the metrics, and kind of the know-how, uh, A lot of the technical expertise, if you will, Uh, throughout season one, uh, because you need a base to build on. Uh, But season two, we decided we were going to be more story-based, tell you about what's actually going on, what we're encountering on a daily basis, day in and day out, here at Dr. Multimedia, the things our clients are going through. Uh, We thought that, or at least we hoped that, uh, that would provide tons of valuable content. Of course, you're gambling a little bit when you're not mapping this stuff out and you're expecting interesting things to happen um, or to, there to be new topics. Uh, but thankfully, in the world of internet marketing, digital marketing, and just building an online presence, things move so quickly. Uh, we haven't really had that problem. And our clients and new clients have been great as well, reaching out to us, contacting us, sharing their stories, and that's really helped fuel us. So, so far, so good. We haven't really had to write any new content. We've just been able to go through a normal day here at Dr. Multimedia and come up with plenty to talk about. So we definitely are going to keep that rolling. And our goal with that, just so you all know, you know, I think that especially when I Google around digital marketing or doctors, everyone's got a video saying the same things, the same 10 tips to great SEO, the same seven things you have to do for your website to rank well. Uh, The knowledge is pretty ubiquitous. And while there might be minor differences in strategy or implementation, it almost feels like it's all just content put out by marketing agencies to help them advertise. And so to me, the value of the content diminishes a little bit because everybody just wants to have it and then you get a lot more noise and a lot more clutter. So trying to refocus a little bit and make sure that we're providing our listeners valuable insights. And to me, that's largely about staying current and sharing experiences because if one doctor was going through it, odds are there's at least another thousand, ten thousand doctors out there going through the same thing. Um, And we hope in that way that sharing actual true stories, uh, not derived for the purposes of content or to make this podcast better, but just, hey, here's what's happening. Uh, Almost the Instagram story version, if you will, of of the content that we put out at Practice Growth with Pros, so that you get a more real-time feel and that we're actually talking about current issues. So, What are we going to talk about today? Well, just some housekeeping items here. I have been lucky enough um, to be chosen to lecture this coming weekend at the California uh, Pediatric Dentist Research Conference going on in L.A. Uh, Sorry, in L.A., in La Jolla, where I live. And um, it's coming to our hometown, which is great, and we were already exhibiting, and in working with the show organizers, they invited us to speak and actually give a lecture, which I'm very excited about. As uh, any of you probably know, I put out tons of content, I've been doing this for a very long time, Uh, attended hundreds if not thousands at this point of conferences Uh, this will be the actual true lecture usually I delegate those out to my sales team Uh, we've spoken at many conferences and I I always like to make sure that they're getting face time in front of doctors but with the virtue of the location um, the smaller intimate setting uh, that is this conference I think we're expecting 70-ish of uh, the top pediatric dentists you know I don't know how they define that but I'll certainly learn and uh, have a captive audience and um, so we're gonna we're gonna speak about online marketing and while we have our general talk that we can give at any conference uh, I really feel that pediatric dentistry is a very special intersection if you will of, marketing and medicine and doctors and parents and children. And I think it makes it a really unique challenge. So I'm excited to give a completely brand new talk, uh, never done before, maybe will never be never given again. Uh, So obviously, I've been brainstorming and thinking through um, different angles. And my plan was to roll into that Uh, for today's podcast. Maybe work some of these ideas out, share them with you. I didn't want to be it to just be pediatric dentist specific because I don't want you to tune out if you're not a pediatric dentist. So we'll keep it a little more generalized today. And it also goes hand in hand with um, a couple of my new clients from this week. Uh, well, you know, one was a dentist, which just seems to be the go-to example. I, I just see, Dentistry is just so rich for examples. They're a little more cutting edge than a lot of other medical specialties, um, or at least for now. You know, the other ones are catching up. And maybe we just sell more dentists. And so I'm always talking about them. But earlier this week, we did have a new client um, sign up for marketing services out in the Tampa area. And I spent a lot of time talking to that prospect um, before he was a client, you know, about branding and marketing. And it happened again later this week, again, with the dentist. I'm going to fish around for more examples. Next podcast, we're not going to talk about dentistry whatsoever. But Um, It was similar themes, and it's probably partly me once I get rolling on a topic and I talk to a prospect for 30, 40 minutes about it. Then I reflect on that later. Then I have more interesting things to say. So the next time someone has a conversation with me, I have more insight to share. And it kind of steamrolls until it's, you know, that really uh, polished presentation and information share. So I'm going to start with pediatric dentistry just to dive into the specifics. But quickly, we'll expand out so that it's going to be relevant, I think, to all medical marketing and all private practices out there. You'll just have to pick the ways in which you relate to it. Um, and your practice relates to it, but I think there are great lessons to learn in general. So uh, what got me going about pediatric dentistry is I started to try to break down the why, and if you're wondering the what, um, it's time and time again we've noticed that our pediatric dentists are usually pushing the envelope of online marketing uh, they seem to be the best at social media we can dive into why some, some there might be some obvious reasons um they seem to be one of the most creative when it comes to website design reviews uh, incredibly important and so for all of those reasons i think plus some psychological factors a pediatric dentist seem to be i won't say cutting edge you know like plastic surgeons or people that are really marketing But I feel like in terms of online marketing, they are really utilizing the platforms. And I think they're early adopters. And I've seen a lot of tremendous success from pediatric dentists using online marketing to really build their brand, build their practice, and in two or three years can have, you know, wildly successful practices running at full speed as opposed to, you know, the usual plan of building your practice over five years or 10 years, whatever the case may be. So that was the what, and I was in preparation for this talk, you know, I've always said the first part. That's kind of easy to explain, I was trying to understand, okay, why would this be the case? Um, and I just came up with this idea earlier today, but I do think that it's going to be pretty accurate in that pediatric dentistry to me is a unique intersection of three very fundamental you know, areas. One is dentistry and everybody's fears associated with dentistry. So I believe it to be an intersection of fears, quite frankly. So you have the fear of dentistry you have the fear of your child's safety. Primary concern, you know, every parent, I think, is constantly thinking about the well-being of their child. Uh, Probably it's why they work the jobs that they work, why they make the decisions that they make, and it stresses them out constantly. My mom tells me that never goes away, no no matter how old your child is. And also the fear of expenses, you know, bills, uh, things that you have to pay that you didn't account for, uh, finances, for lack of a better word. Financial stress is at the core of pretty much everyone's stress level in some way or another, unless you have financial freedom, which everyone is seeking these days. And I think even then, um, you always are worried about something financially. So if you think of the fear of dentistry, the fear of your children's safety, and the fear of expenses slash bills, Pediatric dentistry sits where all three overlap. You have to take your child to the dentist, and every time you take them in, there's a possibility you're going to run into a dental issue that's going to require a lot of work. And so, you know, while I think of pediatric dentistry as a very happy, you know, fun topic uh, because we work with the dentists and we see the great things that they're doing and these amazingly beautiful practices and fun experiences and smiling kids— I feel like for the consumer, for the parent, um, it's a pretty stressful ordeal. And this is before you even get to orthodontics. We won't touch on that yet today. So the idea of choosing a pediatric dentist or not being happy with your pediatric dentist or seeking a second opinion or Googling around before you decide to go in to the pediatric dentist, I think, uh, unfortunately, really stems from a large place of Fear, uh, for many reasons. I don't think they're afraid of the pediatric dentist. I think that there's fear just at the root of this experience, and sometimes it expresses itself in weird ways. So, if you accept that, if you agree with me, even 60 70% with that hypothesis, then from a marketing perspective, a marketing and sales perspective, a large part of acquiring new patients and marketing to their parents and getting their parents to call in is going to be dealing with this fear, sometimes very um, upfront, you know, and very bluntly, but dealing with it, embracing it, and solving it for your potential patients. And at least from a online marketing, branding, uh, sales point of view, the more successful you are at that, the more desirable your practice becomes to a new parent. If I see that a practice has 500 reviews, that's going to make me want to take my child there. If I see um, that a a practice's staff and doctor look like amazing individuals that are smiling and they look like they're having a great time, that's going to compel me to want to take my child there. Um, If I see that other children, you know, are having a good experience. If after a visit, my child reports back to me, that going to the dentist was fun or that they had an enjoyable time or that they connected with a staff member. These are all elements that are going to reinforce that that's a great practice that you should go there. Uh, obviously, many people that have a child have another child, and you know a lot of these practices will do uh, family care as well. So you can see how it can be an influx of new patients, new business, and strengthening your reputation in the community. So I think pediatric dentists are just kind of forced to dealing with this issue because it's so layered and just one on top of the other. And then lastly, you know, the people that they're marketing to, the parents, are not the patients. And so that's kind of unique. And we won't spend too much on time on that so that we can generalize this for all doctors. But that is unique in the sense that usually when you're marketing a product or a service or a treatment, you're marketing it to the person that's gonna use it or have it or have it done to them. So that, again, from a marketing approach and an advertising approach is completely different because you're trying to convince that person that it's a good idea that they do something. In this case, you're trying to convince a parent that it's a good idea that they do something to their child, and obviously something that's not usually enjoyable um, and sometimes painful. So that's a serious decision as well. So all of those things kind of come together. And now if we're going to generalize, so if you're not a pediatric dentist and you made it this far, thank you for bearing with me. But generally speaking, Going to see a doctor is not something people like doing. Dentistry is what gets picked on the most, um, you know, but really any kind of doctor often associated with pain, associated with long wait times, associated with insurance headaches, associated with um, having to take off work and follow up visits, right? For most people, if they, had, if they had the choice between going to the doctor and not, uh, they'd probably choose not. And unfortunately, due to a lack of preventative care, a lot of visits are rooted in pain, right? Urgent care, um, even seeing your optometrist. If it's not for your prescription, usually something's going wrong with your eyes and they hurt. Chiropractor, of course, almost all pain-based um, for the most part. Uh, podiatrists, you know, people aren't just usually getting regular checkups, you know, on their feet, usually there's some kind of an issue, of course, plastic surgery, you know, and the list goes on and on. So usually there's pain involved, or at least some kind of inconvenience. There's the cost factor, which we've discussed, especially exploding costs, Um, things can be really expensive. And that's nerve wracking for people to not be able to afford the care that they want or need. And yes, well, I picked on dentistry at the beginning. I think we can generalize to say kind of the fear of the doctor. So I've spent enough time talking about problems. You know, what what is there to do about any of this? What is a doctor to do, right? You can't, as Dr. Watts likes to say, he can't change the sound of the drill. Right? He can't make dentistry not painful, um, but he can just do the best job he can and make you, and make you feel comfortable. So if we can't change the medicine um, and... Really, then what are we left with? Well, what every doctor has known or every business owning doctor has known for decades, this is not new information, is you can make the patient experience really great. You know, from the moment someone comes into your door, they can have a good time, smiling faces, people they know, people they like, really feel welcome to going in the chair or exam room or table to receiving great care from the doctor, to even getting a couple moments to connect with the doctor on a personal level or professional level, have an actual conversation, you know, on like a hospital where you just see the doctor for 20 seconds and they're gone. And then leaving on a great note, you know, paying the invoice, paying the bill, processing the insurance, and leaving and going about their day or their life for their week or their month or whatever. And having a positive experience. If you do that from start to finish and you just build a fantastic patient experience, odds are you're going to run a really great practice. Yes, you need some business savvy to make sure you're not, you know, making horrible business decisions and you're profitable and et cetera, et cetera. But for the most part, people that come to you are going to be happy. They're going to keep coming to you. They're going to spread the word. They're going to tell their friends. They're going to tell their um, co-workers, community members, and you will grow your practice and you'll be successful, right? That's the idea. So, That, not news, I did not discover that idea. I'm happy to share it with you and take any credit that you'll give me, but that's just pretty standard, and we can talk to doctors all day long about how you do that. They know that better than I do. But what the internet, and I think the current moment of internet marketing has evolved into, is sharing that patient experience, letting people know what it's going to be like before they show up, getting people to know your doctors and your staff before they come in to the practice, Um, having that reputation and that strong word of mouth in the form of Internet reviews when people are just researching you, right? And the initial model of great patient experience you still had to get people to call in, make an appointment, show up to their appointment, and then you wow them. There's really no way for them to know any of that short of being told directly by someone else. And even then, they're just giving you a positive recommendation. They're probably not spending 20 minutes telling you about every little detail of the visit. So that was always kind of a struggle, was, oh, we need to get them in and then we'll retain them. So how do we get new patients? How do we get new patients? The internet allowed sort of an even playing field in terms of the ability to be known. Obviously, it started with websites, a little bit of social media, even still, if you're not a pediatric dentist, you probably don't have a ton of social media, depends on the practice. Uh, Reviews are huge. And then now, you know, I felt like maybe two years ago, we could just do your website for you, we could do your social media for you, we could help you get reviews, and you were good. You didn't really need much more than that. Um, In today's landscape, I think content creation and getting your photo, getting your video, getting your online presence, getting your reviews in front of people, not just waiting for them to find you and trust that they'll prefer you, but actually forcing the issue a la TV commercials or radio commercials of the past and, and making yourself known. I think the internet And the current way that we're using social media and video marketing and websites really allows for that. And especially if you embrace it, makes it easy. You know, it's actually shocking how cost effective it can be to get people to see your website or see your video or see your social media post or learn about your great reviews. Right. So to me, that is the current advantage. And if I am just talking about what's maybe been going on the last three or six months, the changes that I see in the industry and the opportunities that I see, it's about using all of the multimedia platforms out there to spread the word. Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, these are LinkedIn, these are all means to an end of making your practice better known. Why? Well, the better known your practice is the more that cuts against those kind of inherent or core fears that people might have if everybody has seen you seen your face is familiar with you and knows your name like you know lawyer billboards out there they become a little more comfortable with you and a little more comfortable means a little more trusting and the more they trust you um the easier it's going to be to con- for them to convince themselves to come in and try your practice and that kind of trickles down. That trust factor is really important. Re, you know, understanding that you treat other people well, that other people have had good experiences, that you can solve their problem, you can cure their pain, you can address their needs. Really, really, really important. And the downside of all of this is the, if the internet gives you the ability, it gives all of your competitors the ability to do the same thing. So now, as a potential patient, and I sit down and I Google, you know, La Jolla chiropractor, I'm inundated with options. I have like five or 10 practices that I can call that I don't know the difference between. I can see their reviews. I can see their location. Obviously, I can visit their websites. So ultimately, what is it that's going to separate the ones that I contact from the ones that I don't contact from the ones that I contact first? Because if I contact you first and you have an amazing patient experience and you answer the phone and you book an appointment and I come in and I love it, I'm not going to go call number two and three on the list and then go to them and then compare my experience and then decide which one is gonna be the best fit for me, right? It just usually doesn't happen that way. And so, we used to all talk about, and some people still talk about it, but I think it's outdated, being number one on Google, right? I've gotta be at the top of Google. Top of Google is where everybody wants to go. Is that five, record it? Five left, five left, cool. For 30? Mm-hmm. Awesome, thank you, Greg. Um, you know, we all used to talk about being at the top of Google, and obviously it's everyone's goal, you' are gonna dominate, but, the point of that was mainly because if you're first people will see you and if they see you they'll probably contact you and if they contact you and you do a good job they're never going to get to the number two person on google right they, that was the idea at it, its core right i want to be number one so i'm seen first so i'm contacted first so if i retain them then my competitor never got the shot not as important anymore because you can be first on Google, but if you're showing up in that map pack and you have three stars and eight reviews and the other two people are in the map pack and they have 150 reviews and five stars, I guarantee you, you're not being called first. You might still get contacted. You may be in the perfect location. You may be a word of mouth referral. I'm not saying you're not going to get any calls, but I'm saying if someone objectively is looking at all three options, they're not going to pick you first then they're probably going to pick you third, but I don't want to go that far. They're just certainly not going to pick you first. They're going to try the other places. Maybe they make an appointment at all three, decide which one to go in. Availability is a huge deal. Insurance is accepted as a huge deal. Goes on and on, right? So if you want to be contacted first, if that was the point of getting to the top of Google, the other way to do it, along with having an amazing reputation and good word of mouth, is to be well-known. If you're the most well-known person provider in your area, people will often contact you first simply because they know you. They'll still Google or look on the map, but they'll see a name they recognize. They'll visit the website. Their recognition and their comfort level will be reinforced. And then they'll go ahead and make the decision to contact you regardless of where you ranked organically or if you were one on the map pack or three or you had pay-per-click ads or you didn't, right? When we're looking through a couple options and we recognize one, there's a lot of psychology, whatever, influence, however you want to describe it, that goes along with that. You think about your food delivery app, whether you use Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub, you, get a couple, you, you log on, you pick a couple options, and it, maybe you've never reflected on it before, but think about your reactions to the restaurants you recognize versus your reactions to the restaurants you've never heard of and what it would take for you to order a meal from a restaurant you've never heard of probably at the least, you're going to go Google them and check their reviews, at least I hope you do, so you don't have terrible meals. But a lot of people won't even do that. A lot of people just won't do it. They just won't commit to a delivery from a restaurant that they have no idea about, regardless of everything else. So that's kind of the power of being known. And uh, the other approach to fighting to be ranking number one and having the most reviews and having great social media and all that, or at least I should say the purpose of it is to become well-known. And if you are well-known, then likely people will want to do business with you. It'll influence the word of mouth and you'll have a little bit more buzz. So, okay, let's get to the point here kind of, right? And So how do we go about becoming well-known or at least how do we utilize the internet to become better known is probably the appropriate question. So video, the power of video marketing. Yeah, Most of you might be listening to this on audio podcast, but rest assured there is a video version because if you can see me, if you can see The Office, um, if you're watching it on a computer, there's value to that. So we have to film video even though this is audio recording. You'll see a big clunky microphone. Uh, everyone tells me it sounds great, but you'll see a big microphone um, in there not for the video, right? not to make the video amazing, but just to because this is an audio podcast and then we're taking video of it. And if people see me, that's gonna be better than just them hearing me. Same goes for your website, your online presence, your social media, your video. And this is where I think the leap is occurring right now with websites just as a whole. Almost everyone has one. I shouldn't say everyone. We're shocked every day when the sales team sells a, a doctor that does not have a website, but it still happens. So, No, most people will have a website and at the time three four five ten years ago when you got your website you just needed to have one right it needed your phone number it needed um your address it needed your information and an informational brochure online because you had to be online to be found on google you certainly weren't going to rank number one if you weren't there once everyone was there, now the industry is born of, well, how do I get to the top? What do I need to do different than that person? What am I not doing that I should be doing? Well, what backlinks, what title tags, what keywords do I need to be number one? Um, that's now evolved into reviews, Google Maps, Google Ads, etc. Different topics for, for different days. Now, in my opinion, websites have gone from just an informational brochure necessity to your opportunity to share your practice and everything you're about with someone who is looking you up and trying to get more information. They may just be coming for the phone number. I'll concede that is most visits to a website is wanting some kind of contact information or to read about the doctor. So in the moment that they're doing that, when they load up the website to find the phone number if you can impress them or catch their attention or even just use that opportunity to show off what you and your practice are all about well now you're sharing you've used the website as a mechanism to share your practice with the person that's visiting and now they learn a little bit more about you the practice the philosophy they see what's going on and to circle this back in the world of pediatric dentistry, I believe that to be priceless. I believe if you give um, parents a kind of a window into the practice and they can see how things run and you run a really good practice, I believe you are going to gain a lot of business off of that versus them going to just a plain old website with the same old information, the services pages, the meet the team, contact us, getting the information that they came for. They still wanted the phone number so they can call, and now they're just a cold call, and your receptionist is the first impression that they get. And every experience that happens from there, you're being judged on, and it's up to that employee or that staff member or that doctor to do a really great job. If you get a lot of that out of the way before, not only does this encourage people to pick you over whoever else they're deciding. It also reinforces their decision to choose you if they already have or if they were leaning that way, right? They, they've heard you're a great practice. They go to the website. It's amazing. You look at this cool video. This doctor sounds like so much fun. This is really cool practice. Um, this looks like a place I want to go. This doesn't look so horrible. Um, it's, you know, it's beautiful on the inside, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I feel good about my decision to call them and schedule appointment, or I don't mind waiting an extra two weeks to be seen because of all these amazing things that I know about this practice. That's just from you passively building a great website and having regular social media and collecting good reviews. If you just do that every day, you build this presence up and people kind of bump into it. And now with the presence of paid advertising online, you can take it one step further and you can just force your way into your patients' news feeds, Instagram feeds, um, LinkedIn feeds, YouTube videos, uh, Google ads. The list goes on and on of the number of places you can pay a company to show off your practice to people in your area and to get them to interact with you online. You know, there's no guarantees, but in your zip codes, I I want people to know more about my business. I will pay you Google. I will pay you Facebook. I'll pay you Yelp to show people my business so that if they're interested and they click on it, then they learn all about me with this video or this um, website. You know, YouTube, I will spend $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month just on people watching this video because the more people that watch this video in my area, the better known I become, right? Just, if you're an older style doctor, you know, I'm not that old, but I remember billboards, of course, they still exist, but they were a much bigger deal. Um, think of the billboard mentality. The billboard didn't do anything. It didn't move. Um, it usually didn't even have like a discount or an offer, but what you had was thousands of people driving by it many times daily, right? So you had this repetition, you had being seen, you had the visibility. And just by doing that, you would. the idea is you would benefit. The, like I said, the billboard itself doesn't do anything. Most people drive by. They don't remember the phone number. They often don't remember the website. They're not reading the billboard most of the time. But it sinks in over time or you see a, cl- a clever one or an interesting one and it catches your attention. It was just the sheer visibility and the traffic, literally, Um, that would drive by same idea once you put out collateral online and you create content that reveals the practice and we can talk all about how you're supposed to do that now the goal is getting that visibility sharing the insides the inner workings of your practice your philosophies the doctor and look if you're a doctor and you this all makes you sound or Makes you incredibly nervous and you don't want to do any of this, it does not have to be you. I have a, a veterinary client out in Missouri, a uh, great guy, not made for the camera, right? He's not particularly photogenic in the sense of being personable on camera. Uh, he doesn't want the attention, he doesn't want the responsibility. He was smart enough very early on, and I commend him, um, to get a young associate to be the face, to be the person on camera, to be creating the content, and leverage that for his practice. Phenomenal idea. It was something that well, a lot of people weren't doing at the time. It usually had to be the owner because why would I put someone else's face on my business? But he recognized the importance of it. And so my point there is, if, if you doing what I'm doing, you know, and creating all this content doesn't sound that great, or you wouldn't normally do that, you have other options. You're not restricted to just yourself, but you still want to share what's going on. I'm sure you practice great medicine. I'm sure you have really good business philosophies. Those can be expressed through other people, through your staff, through your associates, through your partners, um, through patients. And so you can build the video and you can build the content and you can keep it coming and you can share it. But I guess what I'm really trying to say is online marketing, in my opinion, as of right now today is creating the opportunity to open up a window to the inside of your practice. And if you're already running an amazing practice, the more people that look in that window, the more people are going to want to come to you and the better your word of mouth referral is going to be because people are going to want to share that they go to you and talk about all the things that you're reminding them of. And that's going to generate a lot of practice growth. So this was the topic for one of my newest dental clients. This was the topic for a prospective dental client. If you listen to the, the Watts episode on um, launching his video campaign, not the one where Dr. Watts came to visit, but last week uh, when we actually launched his uh, first video and now we're working on the second and third videos, it becomes this constant thing. And that's why, to circle this all the way back, um... I think pediatric dentists are so quick and so successful on social media because social media is a very real-time way to show off, to open up the window, you know, that little square Instagram picture size window of what's going on in the practice, people having fun, having a good time, sharing what's going on, look at the great staff, look at our community involvement. And that creates the image and the brand that they want to have which leads to better marketing and makes everything easier. So we spend a lot of time on theory. Um, I think I've gone well over my projected topic. I wasn't sure we were going to make it, you know, 30 minutes without a script of any kind, but that's what happens around here when we get going. And um, so I'll leave all of the the execution and the practice for another episode, because I don't want to get too confused because I think the theory is very current. I think it's what's going on right now today in internet marketing and experience has taught me that that means that it's probably not going to be what's happening in two years, one to two years because something else will come along and I want to address it then. So I don't want to get so tied up in the execution and what you need to be doing today and YouTube videos and length and Instagram posts because those will all change. Um, I think if we keep this theoretical for this episode that that will be a little more timeless, this idea of visibility in whatever new way. You just follow the attention. Wherever your patient's attention is drifting, that's ultimately where you want to be because that's what um, society is paying attention to at that moment. It used to be television. you know. Now it's mobile phones. Um, and that's where you want to go. So I think those concepts will stay true no matter when you listen to this. Uh, in the future. And then I think the execution of exactly what you should be doing will be very specific to this moment in time. And we can definitely do that as another episode and go from there. But I really want doctors, when they think of branding and marketing and promoting their practice, to try to boil this down to the base fears involved. And I don't mean that to sound so negative. You know, fear is a very powerful word. Uh, people aren't cowering in the corner um, about their medical visit. But there is a deep-rooted fear that we all have of pain and discomfort, and that is an unfortunate reality most of the time of visiting any kind of doctor. And so if instead of just you know writing that off as a necessary evil, if you actually embrace that and say, okay, if that's what's going on, even subconsciously, mostly subconsciously, with my patients. What can I do to help? You've always been trying to help in the practice, right? Lollipops for kids at the dental office, um, stickers after you get a shot, uh, other candy or goodies that you give. Doctors have always been fighting against that and trying to make the experience the most enjoyable and the most fun and the least painful that it can be. They've always been doing that in the practice. So what can you do about it before anyone steps in the door? What can you do to become well-known? What can you do for your, whatever special thing you do? You know, for me, it's Dr. Esham, my local dentist, giving me the oatmeal scented neck pillow, you know, every time I come in to start off the visit. Whatever is your equivalent of that, how do you get your entire community to know about it? And if you can get your entire community to know about it, good things will happen. You know, if I'm speaking so generally, I can't make any specific promises, but I know unequivocally good things follow when all of the great things that happen in your business become well known. And I guess that's really what it's about. And um, hopefully I have here at least, you know, out of the 30 minutes, maybe I can distill down a good 15 to 20 for my talk um, this coming weekend at the conference and we'll go from there. So, Thank you so much um, for all of those uh, that listened, that fought through the pediatric dental specific content to get to the other side. I hope that there was at least something that you can take away or some way that you can relate it to your practice. It was the hot topic in the office this week. It was what led to a number of clients signing up with us um, because there wasn't anything wrong with their old online marketing. They're ranking pretty good. The website wasn't bad. Um, That wasn't the problem. The problem was nothing was happening in the marketing arena. They weren't marketing their practice at a high level. They were just doing what they've always done or doing what everybody else does. And that's an, Doing what everybody else does in marketing never helps you set yourself apart. It just keeps you in the game. Again, Like you can't be found on Google if you're not on Google. You can't be seen You know if you're not in the places that people are looking. It just gets in there. Now, if you want to have good marketing, especially online marketing, you need to be doing what other people aren't, or you need to be doing what's the latest and what's the most effective use of your time and energy and money. And That was what moved these doctors this week um, to come on board with us because they can see the direction our firm is going. Even if we're not doing all of these things all at once for you right this second, if this is what's on my mind and this is what's on our mind here at Dr. Multimedia, you know this will start happening for our clients. You know, everything that we've done from video to podcasts to pictures to social media posts for Dr. Multimedia is now trickling down to our top clients because we've been perfecting the craft and now we're ready to deploy it. And it'll trickle down from our top clients to the next wave of clients, you know, ones that are investing in their online marketing and as much as we can give. And you even see, you know, our um clients on our introductory level of service with amazing video websites because at least it's a way to set yourself apart and capture someone's attention. And even if we're not managing your social media and your reviews, you at least have a good leg up on your website. And then you can take it from there. So, again, um, I'm Praz uh, with Dr. Multimedia, Medical Marketing Agency for Doctors. If you've liked anything that we've talked about, if it's striking an interest, if you're curious, feel free to reach out to us. Um, give us a call, 1-800-679-3309. Visit us at Dr. Multimedia. The doctor is all spelled out, so D-O-C-T-O-R, Multimedia dot com. Send us a message on there. We have live chat. We have you can just leave, drop us a line through our contact form. We'll get right back to you. Um, email, of course, uh, if you want to follow my Instagram at practice growth pros and please make sure you are definitely following Dr. Multimedia's content at Dr. Multimedia. You know, it's kind of one of those uh, watch what we do kind of you know, You don't have to worry so much about what we say, but watch what we're doing with our own content, and that can give you ideas on what to do with yours, whether you're a client of ours or not, whether you need our help or not. It should still give you some fun ideas, and you can see what the latest is, how we're pushing the envelope in our space, which will be useful for you. So, Once again, thank you so much for listening um, and bearing with us here in this longer than expected episode, but I thought it was good content. And I think these are messages that doctors need to hear and at least start to change their mindset a little bit. And I think the ones that do early will be the ones that um, enjoy the most success early. And then everyone will catch up and we'll do this all over again with a different topic. So uh, thanks again, everyone. You know, and until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Practice Growth with Praz. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, and if you have any questions or comments, please visit us at DrMultimedia.com. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're constantly sharing new content as part of our mission to take online marketing topics and make them relevant to your practice. And if you like what you heard, please tell a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and we can't wait to do it again.